Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, Associate Editor Mark Demko. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Bow Hunting Podcast presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. As you've likely guessed, I'm playing around with my turkey calls here, and we're just a few weeks from uh, turkey season opening here where I live in Pennsylvania. It's late March. It's a beautiful day. Got me thinking about uh, uh, later in the spring uh, when I'll be out trying to match wits with those wary gobblers. Uh, and, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, and I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, um, I have a hearing disability. Uh, I was born with a hearing disability, and uh, probably turkey hunting is the most difficult uh, of the species for me to target because I can't hear the birds. Uh, obviously, you can call and set up properly and learn to hunt silent gobblers, um, but I just can't pinpoint the the birds uh, due to my disability. I can't tell necessarily what direction they're coming from, so that uh, impacts the setup. And I also have some difficulties judging the distance for birds. All that can be important, you know, for you don't want to bust a bird. If you think a bird, say, um, 100 yards away and it's really only 40 yards away. So there's a lot of things that uh, uh, a lot of hunters are able to take for granted because they have really good or decent hearing. Um, and one thing I'll say is as you get older, uh, you tend to develop um, trouble with your hearing uh, just through the aging process and all the sounds that you take in uh, through your lifetime. So um, I've been out with a lot of turkey hunters over the years who have said uh, as they get older, they have trouble hearing the birds. But uh, the reason I'm telling you all this is uh, I'm super excited. We have a very special segment um, with Bill Dickinson of Tetra Hearing. He's going to be joining us. Um, he's going to be talking about the hearing technology and devices that they make, specifically how they can set the different tones and pitches and things like that to help you hone in on the species you prefer to hunt, whether that be spring turkeys or elk or even white-tailed deer. So um, stick around, um, enjoy the episode. And before we go, I want to remind you that the Bow Hunting Podcast is presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. For all your bow hunting needs, visit LancasterArchery.com. We've got the gear, we've got the knowledge, and we've got the passion. We'll see you on the other side. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. You know, I'm, I'm super excited here. We're going to talk about a topic that's not addressed very often in the outdoors world. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, people wear glasses, they'll start wearing glasses in early age, but there's also a, uh, another disability that affects your senses, and that's uh, hearing loss. And uh, I happen to be born with substantial hearing loss. I've been wearing hearing aids since I was in elementary school. And so I'm super excited to have our next guest on. We have Bill Dickinson, who's a, a certified audiologist. Number one, you've worked decades in the industry and also the co-founder of Tetra Hearing. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Mark. Thank you. Uh, and I'm, uh, you know, we didn't even have any of that backstory that you just shared. Um, and I was excited to be a part of this and be a part of your group. Uh, you know, last week when we got it organized and uh, knowing that knowing that you're exactly one of the guys that we kind of, that I've been taking care of my whole year, my whole life as a, as a hearing doc. Uh, it, it just kind of took it to the next level. So I, I couldn't be happier to be a part of this. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you don't always think about it, but hearing is also a very important part of hunting, whether you're deer hunter or you're hunting out West for elk, 
But probably one of the areas that's most important is when you're hunting for spring gobblers. And I'm going to give you a couple examples of somebody who spent their whole life not being able to hear super well. Uh, many years ago, I was on a hunt in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania with the spring with, with a guy. Um, and I don't hear the birds particularly well. And he started to call using a locator call first thing in the morning was just getting light. And he turned to me after about a minute and he said, did you hear those birds? I said, yes, I heard a bird. And he goes, there was at least 10 of them that sounded off in the valley because we were in a big valley. And I've had other people over the years say to me, how far do you think that bird is? And I'll say, well, you know, that bird's 100 yards away. They said, no, that bird's 40 yards away. And so it, it sort of led me to thinking about this and the amazing products that you put out with Tetra. And so uh, I think a good starting point here is, you know, talk a little bit about maybe how hearing loss diminishes over time. I'm guessing a lot of the people that work with you maybe are are, are getting older and they find that they're losing some hearing, but there's, there's so many benefits to your pro products and we're going to get into this in a little bit, but let's start with how hearing loss occurs naturally over time. Yeah, I think it's a good, a good launch pad. And, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, we think that um, that hearing loss is just a part of the aging process, right? And somehow the, the human auditory system is just designed to wear out. Um, Kind of like if you just drove a truck for 450,000 miles, like the parts are just going to wear out, right? And the reality is that it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, it's yes, hearing loss is connected to, to how many times we enjoy our own birthday cake, um, but it really is more about what we do to ourselves, uh, the lifestyle that we, that we live and lead, um, and particularly what we do to our ears across, you know, across that, that life journey that we have. And most of what I'm talking about is noise. There are other things across life. Um, uh, you could go through some, you could go through cancer treatments and there are certain chemotherapies that are just absolutely wretched on our inner ear and, and cause a lot of damage. Um, but yet that trade-off is usually, if, if it kills the stuff that it's supposed to kill, uh, we, we usually kind of not gladly, but we will make that trade-off. There are antibiotics, very strong antibiotics um, uh, that, that can be destructive to the inner ear uh, as well. But the majority of what we do uh, as human beings, particularly in industrial nations, um, industrialized nations, is, is noise. And it's too loud, of, too loud of sound. And, and part of Part of what I've always felt is that we kind of do a bad thing by saying that it's noise-induced hearing loss, because really what it is, it's sound. And, and we have this idea that noise is an unwanted or a negative, right? I don't want to hear noise, right? We think mm -hmm. of noise as traffic. We think of noise as a jackhammer. We think of noise are, is, is annoying sounds, right? Um, but there's a lot of things that we love to hear like shotguns going off and in music and um and just life there's parts of life like Harley Davidsons right like there are yeah. there are things in life that we don't think that it's not it's not bad for us if we enjoy it and it's it's been an interesting kind of kind of pebble in my shoe my entire career is that I think we do an injustice by calling it noise induced hearing loss because it's really sound and just because you're having fun engaging in that moment, whether you're, you know, uh, a single rifle shot or a single uh, a single shot on a on a turkey, or whether you you you, you shoot a, a case of shells in a waterfall season, 
Um, just because you enjoy it doesn't mean that it's, um, that it's not very damaging to your ears. You know, and th that's so well stated, and I think it's a great way to and talk about some of the technologies that you bring with your with your um, devices, because they they help in several different ways. One is with, you know, controlling sound better. Uh, we certainly are, are a bow hunting focused here, but obviously a lot of people who bow hunt also will either target shoot or they'll shotgun hunt for small game and turkeys or or even deer hunt and you know they have to practice on the range and things like that so i'd like to talk about that component and then later on we'll get into about how it also helps to enhance in certain situations but let's start with talking a little bit about what you offer and how it helps from uh the noise control perspective or excuse me the sound control perspective <laughs> nice catch well the idea is is when 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 we get that noise the noise uh is is kind of like like the carpet in your room Right. Um, the carpet fibers under the couch or, you know, behind the couch or under the table, those carpet, far, carpet fibers don't get worn out where, where it looks like a deer trail. When, when the path that you cut across your living room carpet, or your family room carpet, um, or if it's a trail like going through the woods and that's what the game, the game trail that they all follow. That's kind of what noise does to our inner ear. And so the idea is that it um, it hurts some fibers. Uh, where all of that noise, where those frequencies are occurring, and it leaves other fibers kind of untouched or less damaged. And so there's a degree of how how badly they damage those inner ear nerve fibers. Most people have often heard them called hair cells. They're very, very, very delicate little fibers, and they uh, they don't get they don't get broken. It's not like breaking a a, a twig in half, um, or it's not like a broken leg. It's more of a sprain. It's not a broken ankle. It's a it's a sprained ankle those hair cells get sprained and they get damaged and, and they don't recover. They don't, they don't heal up like a sprained ankle will heal up. And, um, and what, what we've done in the hearing aid industry for 30 plus years now is that once we got to a, a digital hearing aid, we could be very, very specific on we're going we're gonna to help these groups of frequencies and, and the parts of your hearing that are okay, we're going to leave those alone. Right. 40, 50 years ago, a hearing aid was just a general amplifier. You, you, you turned it on and everything got louder. And so if your bass tones were OK and your treble tones were shot, you would turn it up to help the treble. Uh, but then now you're way over amplifying the bass tones. And so digital technology fixed that 30 years ago in the hearing aid industry. What we did is, 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 is hearing docs, uh, my, my buddy and partner in this, um, we, we, we put together frequency specific algorithms or formulas of sound that were dependent on the type of hunting that you were doing. What you, what you need as an archery hunter hanging in a tree over a Midwest thicket is completely different than what you need if you're chasing a muley or an elk out west, and 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 what that guy or gal needs in the turkey woods is completely different than what you need as a duck hunter or an upland pheasant hunter. And so, nobody, while the hunting industry and the shooting sport industries have have very very fine tuned the gear needed for the pursuit that you're engaged with, nobody has treated the ear like that. And the idea is that just like 40 years ago. Uh, all hearing aids made everything louder. That is what 
that is what previous amplified hearing protection has done is that they would, there's been a lot of products over the last 20 years. Um, and what they do is they just amplify everything. They shut off at loud noise, but it also shuts everything down. And Mark, what we did is we said, okay, when you're hanging in the woods this fall, that experience and what you need to hear is completely different than when your butt is on the ground and your back is against a tree this spring as a turkey hunter, right? But what your ear needs is, 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 is very similar. You need to be able to tell direction of where sound is coming from. You need to be able to tell distance, right? And if, if, if you don't hear well, or if you hear better out of one ear than the other ear, then, then things like directionality and distance and uh, are, are very challenging for the brain to figure out. Your example of, you know, that gobble sounds 150 yards away and somebody with good ears says, no, that's more like 50 yards away or 40 yards away. It's because their brain received so much more. Those hair cells, those nerve fibers yep. weren't nearly as damaged in that, in that good ear in the, the auditory cues, the brain could say, oh, I know where that, that's about 100 to 200 yards away. It's down over the ridge. He's down by the creek bottom. Whereas your ear isn't even picking up on that. Um, and that's what we're correcting. So you asked about the products that we, we go in and we specifically, we are the only ones to, to have and hold patents on the replication of, of, of sounds by pursuit of, of, here, of hunting. And so um, what you need to blow a duck call and to hear wings is uniquely different than what you need to hear the flush and to hear your birds, uh, to hear your dogs working for an upland hunter. And uh, the replication of a turkey gobble uh, is very different than being able to hear the footsteps and the cadence, the timing of how a yearling coming in behind you is completely different than that big buck who's been alive for six or seven years. You know, and I, and I have to say, it's funny, you bring up something like some people will say to me, how did you hear that? Um, my higher frequencies is where I have a lot more, more trouble. And so you're talking about like uh, having to fine tune it. That's so important. You're really getting into the nuances to enhance the experience for somebody who's in the woods, whether they're in, you know, hunting spring gobblers, or like you said, whether they're trying to uh, use all of their senses to pick up a deer, which hardly anybody can hear walking through the woods in the fall. And that, and that's, what's so fascinating about the whole process. And uh, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, when, when you think about turkey hunting specifically, it's, it's, you know, you, you touched on this, but man, when you can't hear well, it could, you know, it can really, you can, bust birds that you think you're not spooking <laughs> you've talked about directionality you you might set up totally wrong on an incoming gobbler just because you can't pinpoint where it's coming from so that stuff's uh uber crucial so i'm glad you touched on that well and you know the the fun part of what we what we did is um we were just still kind of the same dorky ear geeks uh, that we've been for 20 years in clinic and building and fitting hearing aids and i went off to the the, the global leader in, in, in hearing care as far as uh, from a technology platform. And we're, mm -hmm. we're, that's where I learned all the manufacturing side. And, and what we've done is we've gone back and sourced a very, very, very high-end uh, medical grade, FDA graded amplifier that is in most, most expensive hearing aids. 
um, but we don't buy it as an FDA regulated medical device. And, and we are now able to take 16 bands of sound processing and get very specific, um, both to correct for individual hearing loss. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing we do is we make your ears equal, equal hearing in both sides. The, the only reason that we are uh, that we are capable of determining where sound is coming from is that our brain is getting a uniquely different input from one ear than it is the other ear. And if the telephone right now, as I look at you, and if the, if the phone would ring over to your right, the reason that you know it went to your right is because that those phone, that ringing, that sound hit your right ear uh, a little bit faster, a little bit louder, in a hundred percent of the frequencies than what gets over to your left ear. It takes a little bit longer for that sound to get over to your left ear. It's not as loud by the time it gets to your left ear because it's got to go through that, that melon on your shoulders, right? And because of that, if you're wearing a hat and just the size of your face and your head and your shoulders, um, there's some frequencies that are going to make it over to the left ear. Uh, and, and there are some frequencies that don't. And it's that difference, whether it's a gobble over to your right, whether it's a it's a stick breaking mm-hmm. in the woods, whether it's the cadence of a ground squirrel versus a coyote versus a deer, like every one of those, it's a different cadence, right? And, and it's a different auditory signal. And man, that 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 hunter, that archery hunter, especially hanging in a tree. Your eyes give you 135 degrees of information. Your ears give your brain 360 degrees of information, right? And and if you don't see it first, you know that bad thing. The the thing that keeps deer alive is movement, scent and movement, right? I mean, for the most part. Uh, And we do our best uh, to control scent. But if if we can move less... But once you get out of 135 degrees, then I need to move. And and sometimes I do need to move to make sure I can reach back and grab my ball or to, you know, do whatever we need to do. And if we can do that when we heard that deer 30 yards behind us versus we see it five yards in front of us, uh, it usually ends up to be not so good for the deer and and good for the hunter. So, um, yeah. And that's. It's just an exceptional point because again, you don't always think of your hearing and how it affects your brain, all things in, in, in that type of way, but it but it is so important. And of course, and it's it's essential in every aspect of life, but but being in the woods or being in the you know duck hunting, it's it's no different. And you know, I, I will say, since I've started to wear hearing aids in both ears, I do have that that difference of loss in my two ears, one my one's worse than the other. It's amazing when you go out in the woods in the spring and you hear the, you know, the world waking up around you. And I first time I had really, really good hearing aids and hear the birds and things like that. You know, it's 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 like a whole different world. It's like it's this wonderful feeling. And so I, I wanted to ask you, what's the best story you've heard from somebody using your products over the years? I'm sure you've heard something similar to that. <laughs> well, you know, depend, I, I really think we live um the super fun part of um, of putting my entire life on the line in starting this company, talking my wife into you know believing it and taking the journey with me, is is how how well it tracks to the calendar. On January first, how we start off the year is when you kind of go from north from northern border to southern border. 
Mm-hmm. And between the different seasons, um, we really get to chase something uh, the entire year, right? And so our, our two big camps are the, uh, the, the, what we call the AMP side, and we have uh, a product called AMP Pods. And that's really about, about amping up. It's helping, the, it's helping the, the turkey hunter, the archery hunter, the, um, the big game hunter. Uh, we just came out of the SCI um, here in Nashville, the SCI convention. Um, and the amount of feedback that we got from, from our SCI guys from last year and gals, it was the really cool part. Some of the feedback from the women um, was how much better they could monitor their environment when they were on a stalk, when they were on... And the biggest thing, and, and geez, we could talk for three hours, Mark. The biggest thing that they came back with was how well they could talk and communicate with their pH, their guide, right? Uh, and, and that they could whisper back and forth and that, you know, they on all of their previous, uh, you know, big game excursions that these guys and gals would go on uh, that they couldn't communicate. And so when, when, when we talk about, uh, you know, our slogan is hear the hunt. Yeah. Yes, it's about the bugle. Yes, it's about the 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 deer sneaking up behind you. Yes, it's the flush. Yes, it's the it's the gobble. But hearing the hunt is way bigger than that. it's it's the conversations in the duck line with with granddaddy, right? It's the truck rides. It's the music on the way to you know to the to the camp. It's it's with your your teenage kids who it's it's hard to get them to talk in general, you know, to parents, but it's like here the hunt is about the biscuit at the gas station and it's about the back of the it's two birds laying on the back of the tailgate like we what defines us as as human beings is our truly our ability to communicate and express our thoughts and emotions and how we say i love you and i'm mad at you and all that stuff right and and our two camps are to protect the ear that's our shield series Yep. Uh, and that's most of the fall, I really will say, although we've gotten pulled into the, into the competitive shooting side of things, um, sporting clay and, and classic shooting. And, um, uh, but really, it's, you know, the, the ear protection is the upland hunter starts with dove season, right? Uh-huh. And it's, 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 it's those heavy trigger poles and the idea that we're completely blocking off and 100% protecting the ear. In the springtime, the fun part, uh, and, and for our archery hunters in the fall, it, it's really about amping up the experience. And so yeah. the idea is that we are correcting for hearing loss. We're making your ears equal in both it, both for, for directionality and distance, uh, correct for hearing loss. And then we, we superimpose these proprietary formulas, these patented formulas that we have for the different hunting pursuits. What we do with that is, is uh, that product doesn't seal off the ear 100%. There are parts, mm-hmm. um, and, and as, a, as an archery guy, you'll, you'll appreciate this, how our brain um, localizes sound as a, in the horizontal plane. So if we're a turkey hunter, butts on the ground, back against a tree, we are trying to, we are trying to determine what's going on around us in the horizontal plane. Our brains need very, very, very low frequency information for that, for horizontal plane. If you're hanging 18, 20 feet up in a tree and how we localize where sound is coming from in a vertical plane, our brains utilize much more mid-frequency information. So those are the things that we build into these specialty programs. Um, and because we're going after a very low frequency sounds uh, for that turkey hunter, 
we don't seal off or uh, and and for the for the archery guy, we don't completely seal off the ear canal. So what we we I purposely refuse to call it hearing protection. Uh, it's it's shot suppression. We are we are suppressing a single gunshot or a repetitive gunshot that is about two seconds apart. Right, it's really one point four seconds is what we need for that that circuit to recycle is one point four seconds, but um, you wouldn't wear the, what you wear for a turkey hunt or an archery hunt, you wouldn't wear on a dove hunt or a duck hunt or an upland pheasant. Here's the kicker. It would do 90% better than having nothing in your ear. <laughs> but uh, if, if, you, if you wore that turkey device on a dove hunt um, compared to having nothing in your ear, uh, but yet I still refuse to call it hearing protection. And um, at the end of the day, uh, I can't, everything we do has to protect the ear. Uh, and that's yeah. just the bigger global mission of, of protecting the brain and the ear from damaging sound, not noise, right? Yeah, and the other thing I, I do want to mention, you offer different models. Obviously, for some people, budget or expense could be uh, something they have to pay attention to. And so you have um, different models. You have sort of universal models, but you also offer custom fit. I'm assuming, I, I don't want to assume, I should ask you, is that sort of like how you go in, if somebody has hearing loss and they fit you custom with a hearing aid, is that sort of similar for your, for your let's say, your upper level model, or how does that work? It, it is. You know, you're spot on. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you've navigated the website that well, so that's, uh, it makes me feel feel good that you, that, that sticks out. We, do, we have a universal fit, um, which are something called the amp pods uh, and the in uh, the alpha shields. Amp pod is is typically big game turkey, deer, elk, uh, and the alpha shield are are heavy trigger pulls, right? Heavy trigger pulls or chainsaws or tractors uh -huh. or four wheelers or side by sides or 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 country music concerts, right? Or 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 it, it'll protect your ear, and we pro we have specific programs for all of that kind of stuff. The, the idea, the goal of Tetra was to have a, an, either a normal or an improved and enhanced listening situation while you're hunting and that you're fully protected at trigger pull. And that's what, you know, a lot of people as, uh, especially we just came out of two big shows with NWTF and, uh, and the SCI and, you know, they'd, they'd say, oh, geez, Tetra, like, man, I see you all over the place. You're the new hearing protection company. And I would always say, I say, no, we're the new hearing technology company. And, and the idea is that it's not just about protecting the ear. We will always protect the ear. But the protection side is actually is actually relative. I mean, heck, the good Lord gave us the best protection. You know, if, if I get that finger down in my ear canal, uh, it, there's a lot of protection that comes from that, from, from that loud sound. But the hunter typically intentionally gave up protecting the ear so that they could hear well around them. And so um, the goal was to create an awesome listening experience so that you are fully protected, uh, whether it's a single trigger pole or whether you pull it 30 times on a, on a crazy dove hunt or a duck hunt. Um, and again, probably the, 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 the biggest part, and this, this is the driving force um, behind the creation of let's make a great device that hunters will will voluntarily want to use as a 
as a tool, <laughs> although I think I think we need to start looking at the world a little bit differently. And it's guys like you and, and podcast and outdoor writers and content builders that really kind of need to be part of this mission of there's this conversation that we are not having about protecting yeah. the ear. And, we're, and unfortunately, we're not training our the future. We're not training the youth and the first time hunters that we expose uh, this awesome sport to um, that, that a rely, a, a responsible and ethical hunter is one that, that takes care of the resources and conserves the resources. And that includes your own hearing, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you stated that so well. To, if, if you could, if you could get on Amazon and order some new ears, uh, there's, it'd be interesting to know the price where you would stop, right? On yeah. what you would pay for those new ears. Um, it, it, and once it's gone, it's gone. And, uh, and most hearing loss, as we talked about early, is what we do to ourselves. It's not bad luck. It's not genetics. God didn't mess up and make a faulty system <laughs> uh, that just yeah. degrades. It's what we do to ourselves. Now, we've talked a lot about your hearing technology and the fact that you're an audiologist and doctor and you've worked in the industry for for decades. But what we haven't touched on yet is you and your hunting. Would, I'd like to hear a little bit more about what your favorite things are to pursue in the woods and stuff like that. Do you, do you have a favorite of all the seasons? You know, um, it, 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 it's interesting. It's it's changed as my life has changed. Um, and, and I still think it's kind of kind of in that I'm a. Uh, I don't know if, if, if like uh, an ADHD hunter, um, I really do absolutely <laughs> love it all, right? Like um, hardcore, so I was born and raised in Michigan. Uh, my, 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 my two loves up there were waterfall hunting uh, and, and bow hunting. Um, I, I cut grass all summer when I was 12 years old and I, I bought my first Darton 40B on Monday night. Uh, I shot it about a dozen times at the archery store uh, uh -huh. and went out on Friday night and, 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 and harvest my first doe with it. Um, and so I was, uh, I, 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 I love archery hunting. I, I probably got away from that as my son got into hunting my kids. I have three kids, my oldest daughter, uh, it wasn't her thing. She'd enjoyed hanging out with dad, but my middle daughter and my son uh, are kind of smitten with it. Um, and when, when my son, Brendan really fell in love with duck hunting, uh, that's where we probably spent most of our time. He's now 19 and off to college. Uh -huh. And, um, I spent more time hanging in a tree alone. Um, you know, cause most of our hunting when he was, would be together. Um, and so it's a long winded, when I got to Tennessee, I, uh, I really got introduced. I had, I had chased turkeys in Michigan, but it really, I wasn't a turkey hunter. Um, I can't wait to get in the woods. <laughs> uh, you know, April 15th is our opening day here. Uh, we've got some cool trips. We've got a, we're going to go out to Colorado and uh, chase a Merriam out there. And we're going to get over North Texas and chase some reels over there. And so um, I, I, I love it all. Uh, you know, forced choice. I'm probably going to keep that bow in my hand and hang in a tree as long as I possibly can. <laughs> Uh, if I had to pick one, so. No, that's exciting. And it sounds like you, between work and some of your travels this spring, you have a a busy time coming up. So, you know, I, I appreciate you uh, taking time to speak with us. And like I said, it's, this is a topic that's obviously very important 
to, to you and I, but it's something that uh, I personally would love to see more hunters give more thought to. Um, and and be, before we go, I want to say, you know, you can learn more by checking out tetrahearing.com, uh, tetrahearing.com. Um, and you have to protect your hearing because it goes over time. And if you don't, you lose it. It's too late. We, um, you know, um, geez, there's a lot of things I want to say. Probably the, the probably the first thing uh, we've we just expanded this year and, and hired two more team players and um, uh, on our team and uh, awesome young dudes and and one of the first things uh, that they get like absolutely drilled into their soul um, is that we never ever ever throw any shade or make any negative commentary on another form of hearing protection. I don't care if it's a foam plug. I don't care if it's an earmuff. I don't care if it's mm -hmm. a competitor product. I don't care. And, and I think that's one thing that we have done extremely well is because my idea is that it is, there's so little compliance. I don't ever want to give somebody a reason to not do something to protect their hearing. Right. Yes. We will talk. We will talk forever. Why, why we have the best, uh, listening device, why we have the best sound device, like why we have the best, we do not, we are doing some very unique things on the protective side, but we don't ever want to talk negatively about anything. And matter of fact, uh, one of the, one of the biggest uh, companies um, that puts the most content out in print form, uh, we had an awesome meeting with them at NWTF. And, and, the, and the idea, my concept was, you know, now four years into this, They've been a great partner and in, 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 in helping us grow. And we've done a ton of different, you know, print ads and articles. And, and I said, you know, my request right now is, and, and my goal is for, for content builders and journalists and articles and, and, and podcast guys like yourself, is, it's just about changing the conversation. And like what, what we shouldn't have are I shouldn't and I went over to Memphis and sat with the leadership who I've become very good friends with when you know last summer when I picked up the future of waterfall hunting and it was a dad and his daughter shotguns mounted shells coming out of the guns and all you saw were two ears and nothing in either ear and I'm like that can't, that's where that's every little kid who picks up that magazine yep. or every 50 year old kid who picks up that magazine thinks that's how duck hunters do it, right? And we've got to change that. We collectively, we've got to start protecting our ears across our lifetime because the science has shown in the last 10 to 15 years that if we don't, there are serious health ramifications uh, at the end of life with Alzheimer's and dementia and, 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 yes. and memory loss. They can predict the, the, the likelihood of Somebody having Alzheimer's above age 60 is, is six to eight times more likely if you have hearing loss between 35 and 55. And that if you don't, if you don't do anything to correct for that hearing loss. And you think about it, you're just you're understimulating the brain for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Then of course the brain is not going to work like it should uh, in its 60s and 70s. And, and man, the inner ear is nothing more than an oil filter on a truck. 
And you know that if you buy that truck and you never, ever change the oil filter, you can dump new oil in there. You can drain the oil and dump new oil in there every 3,000 miles. And if you never change that oil filter, that engine is going to be negatively affected, right? That, ne that, that engine is not going to thrive. And our inner ear, is the, that is that oil filter. It is the filter system. It's the gateway of, of the most stimulation to our brain. Yeah, and our and our brain never stops reacting to sound, twenty four seven three sixty five. Right, like we, you can fall asleep with the TV. Right, you can fall asleep in front of a movie. You can fall asleep with the fan running. You can fall asleep with a noisemaker. Our brain is listening to that sound. Our ear picks it up, sends it to the brain. We don't hear with our ear. We hear with our brain. Right. The ear is the ear, I call the ear FedEx. Right. It's just packaging. It's delivery, repackaging and transmission. It sends it up to the brain. The brain interprets that. The, I can have the fan running in the corner of my room every night of the year and and my brain doesn't pay attention to it. It, it applies a it, it's an un, unessential message. Right. The alarm clock goes off, the baby cries, the dog barks, the window gets broken, anything happens, a new sound goes to my brain and my brain applies meaning and says, okay, dude, it's go time, get up, right? Either someone just broke your window, your car alarm's going off, uh, or the baby's crying or the dog's barking or the alarm's going, right? Like there are things, it, it listened to a sound for six hours of the fan and yeah. it didn't care about that. That is why how much hearing is a part of, of life and of living. And it's all about our brain. And when you, when you understimulate the brain for 20 years because of hearing loss, there will be ramifications down the line because of that. And that's been proven for 12 to 15 years in, in, uh, in neuroscience now. You know, I often say that, you know, for someone like me who was born with a hearing disability, sort of like that hidden disability, people don't always focus on its importance. But you've just touched on that so well throughout the entire podcast. It's not just what you do is not just to help us with being better hunters or improving the experience. These are things that are important your whole life, especially as you age. And, uh, you know, with, you hear it in other things. If you don't use it, you lose it. But it's probably even more crucial with hearing. And so I, I just want to thank you for for taking time to be on the the bow hunting podcast presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. You, 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 like I said, when we started, I was so excited to have you on. It's something that doesn't get talked about as much in the industry, but we should, we should all be making a concerted effort to think about our hearing and everything we do, whether that's shooting firearms or listening to rock music. Uh, I've done both, both of those over my career, but I mean, it's just with everything you go, you want to try and preserve that for as long as you can. Well, uh, we are here. Uh, you said at tetrahearing.com, uh, find the phone number. Uh, I've got a great group of young men um, that love to talk, love to answer the phone and um, engage with you. We'll answer any questions. If it ends up, uh, you've end up a Tetra customer, so be it. If we help you move the needle and you do something else, and that's what makes us proud. And so, um, they're all hardcore outdoorsmen, uh, and um, just just pay attention. I, I appreciate you more than I can put in words, Mark and guys and gals like you that are willing to say, like, okay, I want to be part of this change. I want to be part of this movement. Um, it's bigger than Tetra. The mission of Tetra is way bigger than a product. 
Uh, and if I'm blessed to be able to kind of end my career, I'm 54, I'll be 55 in June here. And if I can wrap up a career on, um, on trying to cheat mother nature out of, of getting some, some more hearing loss, uh, it, it's gonna be super cool. And we get to hang out with, uh, with some fantastic people who share the same passions and the same way of life. So I, I, I appreciate the opportunity. We'll, I'll come on uh, and just talk about ears and hearing and we didn't have to mention Tetra. Whatever helps your followers and your listeners, you do great work and I'm proud to be a part of it. Well, Bill, thank you so much. Good luck with your mission. Good luck with Tetra and um, good luck turkey hunting this spring. And we'll see everybody next time on the Bow Hunting Podcast. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.